audio version of Michael Leitman's blog. February 15, 2023. New reality built on Bistoel. What changes should a person go through in order to disconnect from the corporeal perception of reality in parameters of time, movement, space, and move on to the feeling of spiritual reality? We perceive reality in our desire to receive. What we feel inside this desire is called this corporeal world. If we rise above the definitions of time, movement, and space, we will reach a new perception, the spiritual world. We are so trapped inside the corporeal axes of space and time that we cannot even imagine what could be outside of them. That is why there is the wisdom of Kabbalah that teaches us how to receive. Kabbalah equals reception, a new perception, that is, a feeling of the spiritual world revealed in our new, spiritual sensory organs, and how to move from corporeal sensations to spiritual ones. This is the work of man. Life in this world is designed to move from corporeal perception to spiritual perception. Kabbalists advise us, on how to make such a change within us in order to move from the corporeal world based on reception to the spiritual world of bestowal. To the extent that we manage to replace the egoistic sensory organs within us, with altruistic ones, to this extent we will be able to experience the upper world, that is, the reality perceived in the new sensory organs built on bestowal and connection. From the Daily Kabbalah Lesson January 27, 2023 perception of reality. Connection above all differences. Spiritual worlds are built upon connection of opposites, light and darkness, plus and minus, bestowal and reception, that is, all kinds of inverse qualities in all their forms. If we can ignore these differences so that it is not the change of qualities that is important to us, but the connection, which means that we raise the connection above the oppositeness of qualities, then we will reveal their common upper root inside them. In this way, we will reveal the creator, the common upper force, and we will reveal the upper reality in this form. The upper world differs from the lower world in that it is all altruistic, giving, uniting, and loving. The lower world, on the contrary, is rejecting and hating. Therefore, it is said about the spiritual world that we must turn darkness into light and connect as one person with one heart so that there are no contradicting qualities between us, that deny each other. On the contrary, we are always yearning to unite according to spiritual law and to complete each other. If we do not succeed, then we understand that we were born with such qualities and must live with them, and we just need to strengthen the connection between us. We do not change our nature from reception to bestowal, but we change it to reception in order to bestow. This is the entire patent. Nothing changes except the intention that we need to correct. And if we cover all crimes and our desire to receive and enjoy at the expense of someone else with the intention for the sake of bestowing to the other, then by this we correct our desire. Although it remains a desire to receive. It works with the intention for the sake of bestowal and connects us into one whole. From the Daily Kabbalah Lesson January 27, 2023 Perception of Reality Movement that leads to balance. If we understand the history of our development and its tendency, and realize that nature is pushing us, toward harmony so that a human being would re-establish balance in nature rather than causing the opposite effect, we will see how we have to treat nature at its inanimate, vegetative, animate, and mostly important human levels, that is, the social level. Thus we have to build our society in the way that it would influence all of nature and would bring it into harmony. When we begin this movement, everything that surrounds us, and exists within us, will suddenly begin to come into balance, a person's health, psychology, and physiology, and his relations with family, children, other people, the government, and the world. At the same time, all laws of the world, 
including the ecology and climate will start to come into balance. We will begin to feel a general movement of nature above the matter, time, and space. Today, even physicists are talking about the fact that everything depends on each one of us, meaning on the observer. If we change the observer, give him one more property opposite to hate, which is love, he will be able to control these two properties within himself according to the middle line, he will rise above our nature, and will begin to sense the state of eternity and perfection. Then we will really understand where our nature has been pushing us, toward since its plan is much higher than something that our small mind is capable of perceiving. We will come to this. From Cab TV's I got a call. How to make a revolution February 10, 2012. What prevents us from implementing our plans? Today the world has become unmanageable and is leading us to the next state, the attainment of our unity, that is, the thing that actually controls us. Previously, we allegedly controlled ourselves, our mind was enough for this because we were individuals. But when the world has closed, we can no longer control ourselves, the world no longer acts according to our minds. All our movements, plans, and decisions do not affect nature. We cannot sit, think, come to a conclusion, and implement it. Even if we do it with great difficulty, we still do not succeed because something interferes with it, some extraneous force. It intervenes between our attainments and decisions and interferes with us. This leads us to the need to discover what really controls the world, if not us. Is the world moving somewhere? It does. Look at what is happening to the climate, the economy, and everything else. It seems to us that there is great discord, the greatest crisis, which is primarily a crisis of control. Actually, this is not a crisis. Everything is going according to plan. But for us, it feels like a crisis because we do not understand what is going on. In fact, there are no problems. We just need to sort things out. When we sort everything out, we will see that we can enter into this very smoothly and calmly, and we will feel and understand how we can connect with the upper governance. After all, if we are isolated between ourselves at our level, this means that we are controlled by the upper mind, the upper force, and we fall under its influence. From Cab TV's I got a call. The difference between the 20th and 21st centuries February 11, 2012. The body strives for stillness. Question, in order for us, to not lose the taste for spiritual work, you sometimes have to joke, then scold someone, or say something new so that people do not sleep. Why do we have such bluntness? Why do you constantly need to try to come up with something new? Answer, because the body, egoism, strives for constant calmness. What else can it strive for? According to its nature it only wants to be filled and unchanged. This is egoism. As soon as it does not have any feelings of emptiness, suffering, or shortcomings, then this is the state it wants to reach and stop. Question. Students often come to this state, and they are stuck for a long time. Are they stopped by egoism or simply do not have the strength? Answer, they do not get stuck, they move. Now they are moving much faster than before. Naturally, a person starts from afar. When he comes to us, he does not understand what, how, and for what. He can nod his head at you even though he does not understand anything. And while he begins to feel something and to understand, a couple of years pass. This is our work. We all have to go through the same stages. We cannot jump over any of them. We can only speed up time. But it depends only on the person and the extent of his luck when he hears that he has to delve into the group. From Cab TV's I got a call. The body strives for constant rest March 11, 2012. It is forbidden to reveal the soul. Question, 
you said that you cannot open your soul, meaning, talk about what you are feeling right now. But all the same, a person speaks from what he feels. How can one work here? Where can you hurt yourself and others and where are you still protected? Answer, you are not hurting anyone yet. We are not talking about these degrees. But in general, it is better to be silent. Why talk about what you are going through internally? Comment, when something happens to another person, you, in general, if you have also passed this state, you can at least analyze how he feels. It is like a picture in which you most likely see your external states. My response, if you want to move forward normally, then there is a technique for this. There is nothing to be clever about, no one understands anything about it anyway. Take this technique and do exactly as it says. If you do not want to advance, then go into philosophy. Do you want to test love with physics or biology with veterinary medicine? I do not know what and how, but this is nonsense. There is no point trying to compare the incomparable. You want to use the tools of this world, psychology or various other methods, to get into a world where you cannot enter with your feet. But you do not have the qualities of that world to do this, and you strive without changing yourself and your qualities to get in there, maybe I will find something there, I will dig it out and I will have some kind of hocus pocus in this world, I can manipulate something. It will not work. Otherwise, all special services would already be grazing in Kabbalah. From Cab TVs I got a call. It is forbidden to reveal the soul March 31, 2012. New Life 113. Working in Sales, Part 2. Hello and thanks for joining us on the New Life Show with Dr. Michael Leitman. Hello, Dr. Leitman. Hello. Hello, Nitzamazoz. Hello. And today we'd like to talk about the new world of work according to the integral perspective. How are companies, corporations, the private sector, managers, employers, people who have interactions with clients, with suppliers, how are we going to work in the world of tomorrow? We'd like to be the vanguard riding this wave. On our previous talk, we talked about sales, and my summary of the last talk is, you said that the secret of sales is that an organization that will be able to create the feeling that specifically in their company that works according to the integral approach that people will get, the client will get warmth, security, fun, a good feeling like in mom's home that he'll even want to come even if he doesn't need to buy something. He'll get an integral approach all the time. Right. And this is what will tie him to the organization, will turn him into a loyal client. And if I look at myself as a consumer, right to feel a certain organization, company, etc., this kind of frequency, I am sure that I would buy everything only from them. I'd, I'd move to live there because today I don't have something like that. Today my fear as a customer is that everywhere they're going to try and cheat me, con me, this, that, and right where I to feel this frequency as he called it like at mom's home, then I'm with you. And I see that an organization that is going to shift to this new model integral model of a common pleasure, shared pleasure between us and the client that it's not a war, tug of war, but that together we create something good, a common pleasure, shared pleasure. I'm sure that an organization that will work in this direction will simply take over the market for sure. And therefore, the field of sales is so intriguing because it is the heart of the organization. 
The sales turnover actually shows how much the public believes in your organization. It's not something to be shy of. To the contrary, if you give a good product and good service, no doubt that the public, that's not a sucker, will come only to you. So, Nitsa, lead us into the talk. So, like you presented it, and as it seems, it seems like you're teaching us how to develop a new kind of sales technology, and it's a different perception. You can open an organization, which is actually... after it bought the client, so to speak, and really advertised itself that as an organization that cares for the customer, for the client, after that, it only matches, adjusts the needs of the client to different other organizations. And this organization is already on part of the customers, consumers that believe in it, that connect, communicate through it, want to only buy things through it, and it already starts determining the prices in the market and things that the consumer will buy and use. In relation to all other organizations, factories, companies that produce everything. This is actually what the consumer needs. What the consumer needs is a mother in between that will know how to provide him with the best possible things in the best possible way, really in a trustworthy way, with more warmth, etc. This is actually the most successful possible organization in an integral society. The mediator, adapter between all consumers, all people, and all oh, production companies, etc., etc. Providers. Why is it good for the consumer? That's clear. Why is it good for the company? The company that's manufacturing. Yeah. I'm taking everything off you. All the fat, all the fat, and I oblige you because you can no longer cheat others. You can no longer sign some kind of agreement with others like you and set high prices like for cottage cheese like it was here in Israel recently, etc., etc., I, as the representative of the consumers that cares for them like a mom, that for me they're all like my children, I relate to you now as uh, I'm using you for whatever is good for my children. And you need to meet the demand. You can't make a, a light bulb that will burn after a hundred hours if you can make it for a thousand hours. You can't make a product that will fall apart after two years, so I'll buy something new, etc., etc., and also the price itself. If it costs one shekel, you can't sell it to me for ten shekels. Suppose you come to an organization, you come to a meeting, and we're in a transitional phase, and you're now coming to me as the expert, as the integral consultant who is helping me and making my company integral. Now, if you tell me something like that, I'm not sure I'll be that happy about it. No, no, because you want to shift. You want to become integral, right? Yes, but I also understand that it's a process. Obviously, there are things that I will understand on the way. No, no, wait a moment. I don't open these things just so. It's according to the education that you get. Throughout the different stages of education, you yourself start understanding that we have a long way to go in our inner development and the way we look at the world and consumers and where we headed, what kind of new connection are we going into.
That goes slowly, slowly, according to how you advance in the education. So maybe later on will come a stage where organizations will shift to an integral approach, and they, maybe they'll offer your idea themselves. But I want to go stage by stage because we're in a process until we reach it ourselves. And here, organization, our society. Uh, one of the main departments is the sales department, sales department, and we're going through a process now of shifting to an integral approach. And I'd really like for all of the, you call them consultants. And it really sounds good. Now suppose I call. All of my, I call all my salespeople consultants now, and they're getting some kind of training. What kind of process would you take them through so that they gradually will start changing their habits? In this transitional phase, the salesperson is, you know, he still works like he used to work. And we need to start taking him step by step to something new, where from a salesperson he becomes a consultant. He is a salesperson, only what he sells is he sells a good mood, uplifted spirits, connection. This is what we need to teach him how to do meaning we have a completely different product. The product is the connection between people. So he has to have a bit of a philosophical approach to things, that we're in this world in order to connect. And our connection comes through us providing for each other. But what we get from each other, whatever it is, it's only in order to generate a connection between us meaning I'm not living in order to sell, I live in order to connect. I'm not selling equipment or whatever it is, but I'm giving away, I'm not even selling, I'm giving away a means for communication between us, that I sold you something with the help of which we stay in touch. Meaning here, there's really need to bring people to a new perception of connection between people altogether. And this approach, this attitude, it then needs to project a different approach to the client, the client to him, and now they need to decide. So what are we doing now? How do we work now? with the client, how do we sell him our approach, our warmth, our connection. The refrigerator or whatever we bring him later, this will be according to the measure of our connection. But in the meantime, we need to connect in a good and nice positive connection that we're all a part of one society, even one family. I'm the mother and he is the child, so much so. Well, in the future, not immediately. So how do I do it? After they go through integral training, it's talks, it's workshops, it's really what they learn today is much less than what they need to learn in integral education. Meaning, in integral education, they need to, less, they need to learn much less. But the discussions, the workshops, the after that, they come out broken off from their ego, from their consumeristic approach. You know, salespeople, they are very egoistic, very cool, very cunning. They need to come out the opposite meaning that today what we're selling is connection. Meaning, remain as you are, only sell connection, sell love, sell a good, nice attitude. Let's see, are you really a salesperson? Or is the only thing you can sell is a refrigerator? Let's see how cunning you are towards yourself too how much you can rise above 
of calculations and selling a good attitude, selling joy. These are the kind of people that we leave as salespeople. All the rest, maybe we'll make production workers out of them. And I like this approach because you're saying, it's not that I need to erase everything that I know. To the contrary, use all these abilities. of Yeah, only the product changes. Right. You just need to imagine that what you're selling is uplifted spirit. Uplifted spirits. Before that, you sold some kind of appliance or whatever. Now you need to sell uplifted spirits. A good mood. So if you can give me some kind of exercise, because I need to start changing my mind. Obviously, I'm going through integral education and everything. Workshops, that's the main thing. Workshops. They need to sit with each other. All these cunning, sophisticated salespeople, they need to sit amongst themselves and to talk according to our guidance and to scrutinize things. They need to. I'm not inside their skin, inside their body, their persona. Along with them, maybe I'll go through the same stages, but actually that I throw them these ideas and they, from their nature, from their ego, start to discuss it, they actually need to learn. They learn on themselves. So in order to make this talk practical, we collected several questions written by salespeople. So, it's hot from the oven. As a salesperson, I noticed that when I sell something to someone and I didn't give them all the information and I knew that a certain detail is important to them, but still I hid it because I was afraid that I might not close the deal and eventually it became revealed. Again, he says the following. I see that when a salesperson, when there is a certain detail that I knew about the product, but I don't tell about it. I don't tell the client about it because I was afraid that if I'll say it, then the deal might not be closed. And eventually, after we closed the deal, it became revealed. Probably he felt bad about it. So he's asking, how am I supposed to act differently according to this new approach? If it is not to the benefit of the customer, then I don't give them the product in advance. Right, like from my own son. And you need to publicize it. And this is something that, look, integral education changes a person. In this case, I can't offer the customer something. The question itself is irrelevant. What attitude does the salesperson have to have toward the product that this product will make the customer happy all the time, for sure, from the heart. How to make the customer a returning customer. Exactly by this, that's all you need. Only by this, but again, besides that, that the product that you bought, it has a 10% addition, that after every 10 such sales we give a refrigerator to someone that needs it, etc., etc., and they know about your name, and they send you, they send each other a postcard that you participated in this kind of act, meaning buy it. We cause closeness, love, and the well-being of the public, that everyone knows about each other, how much by this purchase you help someone that needs it to participate as well. Just imagine these 10% that companies take from us, were they to take out from their cream 10%. I'm not even talking about them living according to the new approach, according to the old approach, from this level, from the cream, 
were you to take off 10% in order to supplement the public in different things, how the public would have treated them differently, and how the atmosphere itself would have also promoted sales. Today, the public, I don't think that you can cheat them. Now that man's desire is changing from material consumption to emotional consumption, it will force them to change. There are many, many books about sales, but from my experience as a salesperson, these methods no longer work on people, and he's asking why. Because their desire changed. They don't want objects anymore. People are willing to pay for warmth, for an attitude. They also don't want different movies. and Well, they're going for it, but in order to purchase a good mood. This is actually the main thing that a person is looking for. Depression is the most widespread disease in the world. According to your worldview, what is a good salesperson today? No, not today. Tomorrow, you mean. Yeah, according to your perception. A good salesperson is someone that people are drawn to because they get hope, warmth, and inner fulfillment, good advice in relation to how to live, how to get along. In short, a father or a mother, that's a good salesperson. And first and foremost, what he sells them is care. This is actually his profession. He cares for them. And if necessary, then he advises, this you should, this you shouldn't, etc. But that's already as a supplementation. There are workshops that teach salespeople how to become experts in the field. The question is, according to your approach, what makes a salesperson proficient? What gives him the artistry? That he really rises above his personal interests, that's for sure that he has none. This is also what today's salesperson needs to show the clients. That's what they're taught to do. It's all to the benefit of the customer. As if. But here, it's really so. And that he's capable of explaining to the customer, and this is how it really is, that he's selling them the good, right, necessary thing. Not at a reasonable price or something, but really at a rational price. And that the main thing for him is to be in touch with the client and that his company is working to the benefit of the public to raise connection in the public and their products are only in order to increase connection and therefore they stand behind whatever they do. This kind of company becomes... Not only that it sells products, but it becomes a company that has a positive influence over the public. It's more advertised as, not, not as a company that sells something, but that cares. One of the main roles is managing sales. A sales manager is the one who's responsible for all the salespeople. 
And today, I'll define what he does today, is he has two central rules. The one is he sets goals, meaning he defines how much the the salespeople need to sell. Setting goals is one of the most important things in this field. And the goal that he sets needs to always grow, meaning there all the time needs to be growth. In a year where we sold the same as in the previous year, it means that we're already in decline. So every year, at least a few percent more than what we sold in the previous year to increase the turnover. And the other role is to motivate the workers, to find the motivating force that will motivate the salespeople to sell as much as possible. These are actually the two main things. Now, what does he do in order to motivate people? He has several techniques that he uses to this day. The one is some kind of a financial reward bonuses, etc. And the second is a competition between the salespeople in order to really show who's better. And usually they're given different prizes, etc., etc. Vacation here, there. And the third and the main thing maybe is to motivate them by appreciating, respecting those workers, employees. Today there are techniques that in the morning we come, how do we open the morning? We give a compliment, a big compliment to someone who made a big sale the previous week, suppose, and everyone really claps and really say how great he is of a salesman. And this gives motivation. It gives him motivation to do it again, and also for others because they too want to get the same appreciation, etc. In this new approach, as a manager, I start understanding that things are changing. Wait, 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 wait. As egoistic and gross as it might sound, but it doesn't all go down the drain. First of all, to publicize those that contribute more, of course, that's for sure, that what he got was a better response from our potential clients. Again, what we're selling is uplifted spirits, good mood, happiness, those that are more successful at it. Sure, we'll publicize them, we'll respect them, no doubt, for sure. We'll even give them different medals, If we're only talking about changing the product, everything else, it can continue working as is. Why not? Competition, of course. Success, for sure. Sign of success for everyone. So what is actually the role of a sales manager in the integral approach? He is all the time teaching, makes sure that his entire team, the salespeople themselves, that they will be the best possible consultants and the best possible good mood salespeople becoming ever better in different ways, by different means. They also need to set some kind of new advertisement. That's what the company needs. To advertise their new essence. What did they do?
for those that buy from them throughout the year. How they give their kids a summer camp for regular customers, things like that. Meaning the company needs to establish a connection with its customers, but showing that it does it out of connection and not because they make a, they made a buck off them, and that's why they're giving this summer camp. Suppose they take a ship and take the kids for a trip, things like that. They need to think about how to have how to be more and more in touch and contact with the customers. Suppose I'm a salesperson in a bank. I don't sell a physical product, but I sell services. No, it's not services. You're selling money. It's not service. So please, sell, sell it in a more friendly way to the public. Really do a better, a more courteous service for them out of warmth. Set something aside from it for the needy. Start by it to contribute to public causes. Show everyone how billions you're making, so it won't really be a few billions, but a reasonable sum, and not that you know every branch manager makes a million dollars a year, to say the least. There's what to do. A bank? I gave a bank as an example because it's an extended relationship. It's not that you buy a refrigerator and that's that. But I'm in my bank since the day I was born in that bank, I suppose. So there's a long-term relationship with a bank. So suppose now I am a sales manager. How do I really change something with my salespeople and my perception? No, no, you can't do it without the entire bank being a part of it. They won't let you do it. There needs to be a general strategy. Uh, I'm talking about the general strategy. I'm not disconnecting the salesperson or sales manager from it. Suppose this specific bank is going through a process where they're incorporating this approach. The entire bank, yeah. So you need to see your entire balance, how it's supposed to change, how from all these profits and from the reduction of all the cream and also to scrape it off all the managers and everyone how much you come down to something that is acceptable, reasonable to the benefit of the public you're talking about the income let's put that aside for the moment yeah, but you're using it I understand. There's the model of 10% that's to the benefit of the public. Why only 10%? As much as you can take off. Yeah, but sales has nothing to do with the income. If you're an integral company, you went through the process, you have a new world view, you became integral in what you're offering now is well-being and good spirits and a good relation with the customers, necessarily your turnover will grow because otherwise you have no feedback of being good, of bringing something new that people want and need in the market. Meaning, regardless of the income, excessive or not, this is a separate discussion. Our discussion is about how do you improve in your service and products. How do you improve your mood? I improve the intermediate phase, not the more advanced stops, but in the meantime, I dedicate the sum of money that I dedicate to advertisement and suppose development or whatever. I dedicate it. I dedicate it to the integral education of my workers and clients. Right, so now we're focusing on a certain department, the sales department, because it is the one that actually implements 
all that the organization thought about, checked, etc., etc., etc. How does the sales manager, under which there are all the salespeople, how does he upgrade them, direct them toward absorbing the integral approach? The entire organization goes through it, but he has to have specifics. Later we'll talk about other departments and their specifics. But we're talking about how do we instill the perception in the sales department. There are two things that they do. One, they set growth goals. And as we said, that if you're successful in this integral approach, you have more sales, necessarily, because otherwise you failed. An experience is something contagious. If you have a happy client, he'll, tomorrow he'll give you ten more people. So the first action is you increase the growth of the organization, the sales. As we said, tomorrow, today you have one happy person, tomorrow he'll bring you ten more. So one is setting growth goals, and the other thing is motivating the salespeople to be better. Previously said, a good salesperson is someone that provides a better connection, uh, sell me connection, love, doesn't matter how you call it. But eventually, that sales team has a manager. So, what, what I'm asking is, a sales manager, how does he define, how does he set growth goals according to the integral approach, and how does he motivate his salespeople? They need to only sell the integral approach. They don't need to sell the bank. Maybe in the bank, we'll develop, I don't know, integral programs that a person that goes in there, he knows that by that he participates in something general with everyone. I don't know. We can think about that separately. But the main thing is that they need to be like publicity people. I don't think that there's room here for salespeople. You said that salespeople do two things. One, they develop and generate good interactions, propagating good mood among the customers. And the second thing is to make the proper adjustment between services or products or to mediate between them and other organizations and your needs as a customer. So, A, to create a good social interaction, and B, to give you exactly what you need. I don't know if they're salespeople. So consultants, doesn't matter how we call them. They consult. So, the manager of these consultants, he has still two tasks. The one is growth. If there's no growth, then probably you don't te you didn't teach them anything. And two, to motivate the team to succeed ever more, according to new parameters. I'm asking about the manager. They need to do certain actions in public in order to tie the public to their organization through different actions with the kids, the elderly, couples, different things. They need to generate loyalty in the public, a feeling of loyalty in terms of that they care for the public, not like the bank that steals so and so much money from you for each action and takes interest over interest from you. But loyalty, and also that you'll feel in whatever action that you do in the bank, that you participate with the bank, that you and the bank are one and the same, because the bank is open to you. It shows you all of its income, where does it come from, where does it go. It shows you everything. And then you participate with it for the well-being of the public, of society. 
If the bank presents itself really as promoting all of society toward equality, toward there not being hungry people, needy, then sure you participate with it. You believe the bank. The bank also publishes how from all the money that we invest, they know how to make money in the stock exchange and then shares it with everyone and in agreement with everyone. Not they, but in agreement with everyone. You dedicate 10 or 20% to help for helping people for different good causes. To let them in on the experience that the person's with you. Suppose I'm the salesperson in this kind of organization. Make movies about it, emotional, very emotional movies. You know, not just a documentary, but really to show families. I'm the sales manager in this organization that assumes the integral approach. Under me, there are 50, 500 salespeople. doesn't matter. How do I motivate them to perform better? So you said that we continue to praise those that stand out. How do we know who stands out? From the feedback from the customers, where the customer had a better experience, that he warmed their heart more. I don't exactly know how. So one tool is how do you cause my employees to work better? You can't detach what you're doing from the rest of the organization. No, there's going to be a reorganization of everything, but in that, how I, as the salesperson, as the sales manager, are there tools that I can or can't use in the integral approach? You'll need to go out and give lectures and workshops on integral education, on part of your organization. And in the integral education, you also explain how, according to the integral approach, education, how does society need to work in general. To my consultants? No, no, to your customers. No, I'm asking about my workers. How should I manage my workers in order to bring better integral results? You need to explain to them how the organization needs to work now. But to explain isn't just some one meeting. It's education, changing man. Every day we need to have an interaction. Not every day, from morning till evening, we need to teach them. Suppose the way it works today in an organization is that we start the morning, with, yeah, there's a short meeting. Yeah, we gather the team, and the manager says, yesterday, way to go to Olin. He served, sold, he pushed. That's yesterday. Now the question's clear. He was able to shove that terrible savings plan to someone and made millions. Okay, so that's ruled out. According to the integral approach, we gave a picture of how do we cause other workers to improve their abilities, performance. We said way to go, and we added $1,000 to our salary. That's yesterday. Now, tomorrow, we'll say way to go to Nitsa, because yesterday, she made such a good connection with a client. It's not a client, it's a group of customers, many. We go out to different organizations. Tomorrow morning, are we going to say to Nitsa way to go? Of course. We'll even give her some kind of prize, but not money. Okay, give her a vacation in Turkey. We'll give her a prize, say way to go. So in motivating the workers, there's no specific emphasis in integral education. What I did yesterday, I do today as a sales manager. Yes, but you already raise their motivation by respecting them on a completely different level. Well, I respect them today, too. Give them respect. But in that, they know better how to connect to people. This is what you praise them for, what you want to give them prizes for. 
that they connect with other people, that they really know how to project warmth, connection. How do I measure it? According to the customers.com. Well, I ask them, and you don't need to ask. That they come, you see. Yeah, but I want to know that Nitsa is a good consultant and Owen not so good. I, as a sales manager, who are they working? These salespeople. Suppose it's a physical branch. Suppose we, you're waiting for someone to come in to the branch. No, no, that's not a sale. A sale is that you go out. Okay, so they sell from door to door. No, not door to door either. You can't market anything this way. You go out to factories, to other organizations. There you give a series of talks. She is a sales consultant. This is called a sales consultant. A sales consultant. I, I make electrical appliances. I have 50 sales consultants. I'm their manager. And what, she's sitting in the shop waiting for someone to come in? Of course, that's a salesperson. But she said that a salesperson is no longer a salesperson. He's a consultant according to the integral approach. No, no, no. I'm sorry. So what do you have? 50 salespeople. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about people that go out and give lectures and give talks and give workshops in different places and explain what is the organization, how does it work now, in what way, how much it works to the benefit of the public in general, how they're not about to cheat anyone, but that they really want to the benefit of the public and therefore he invites others to and he also doesn't invite others after he gives his lectures and workshops everyone understands that it's good to join for us to change society to make it more integral you're selling connection what about growth goals? A successful organization is an organization that grows. You want to sell connection? Great. What kind of growth goals do you want to set so you can check later on with all those people, about all those people that you sent um, to get presentations, to publicize. It doesn't matter what they do. You want to check whether they're successful or not. I went. I didn't do a good explanation. She did. What is the growth goal in percentage that you determine for an organization working in an integral and an integral approach? I don't know, and it's not any kind of goal. I don't set it as a goal. But you want to develop connection. Wait a moment. First of all, after I work with the organization itself, I, as an external advisor, consultant, I come to an organization. For several months, I give them integral education. They start changing. They start testing themselves. They start an inner revision reorganization. They start understanding that some of their products, you need to take them off the market altogether and maybe to keep or add others by which they want to show that it's good, etc., etc. After they fit internally and externally the products, more or less, they need to start massive publicity about themselves, about who they are today. It's something completely different than what they were. How much they care, how much they support connection, how much the well-being of the public is the main thing for them, how they care for the needy children, etc., etc., to open their account, so others see how much they really work to the benefit of the public. Transparency. 
Right. An organization that works to the benefit of the public is an organization that barely has profit. This is something that we're not talking about because maybe they're shareholders, other things. We're talking only about the positive activity. Yeah, but you can open that too to say we owe them. And after all that, you're supposed to reach growth. You did everything well. You improved in everything. So I'm asking the sales manager. His role is to make sure that we meet the growth goals. What are the growth goals that he needs to set up for himself for the upcoming year? I think that after all these changes and improvements that they went through to give the public good service from the bottom of the heart to feel fulfillment and satisfaction and the new products and response to everything that there is. This is the the growth. How much growth do you want per year? 100%. To double the activity? No, no. Again, you don't understand. I'm not measuring money. Okay, interactions with clients. I'm saying, let's put the money aside. So, how much do you want? To increase it by 100%? I don't know what you mean by to increase it by 100%. What I do for the public from the bottom of the heart. Okay, so that is expressed in the amount of sales. The amount of people that come, that's the amount of sales. doesn't matter what you're selling. The more people come, the more interactions there are. Yes and no. Because here, we're already touching upon problems that have to do with human nature. Does he want, doesn't he, is he capable or incapable in participating with others? I'm not working with some machine. I threw in a coin, I got a bottle of Coke. I'm working with people. Maybe people like you that are soft and nice, suppose. Then I sell them a good attitude, warmth, love. Mm, it's pretty simple. But there are those that for them, it's, it's hard to sell it to them. and It's hard to draw them to some shared common actions. And so what I work on more is on myself, on how much I emit everything from myself, get it all out of myself. I can't talk about this kind of success in percentage because there are many different types of public. But you need to share some, you need to measure something because otherwise you can't know if you're improving. Well, oh, I can talk about success anyway, but here it's through the, par- the children, how do I connect with their parents, organize different workshops for them. Through that I reach their parents, different organizations join, different families join our organization. There are summer camps, picnics, meaning increasing your interaction with the public and their families, this is the measurement of success. Yes, in quantity and quality. Yes, as much as possible, because, again, we're talking about people, and it's not simple. I can't exactly measure in percent success with this or that kind of public. Go to the south of Israel, north, center, Tel Aviv, Jerusalem. It's all very different. I think that as a sales manager, what's important to understand is how do I organize my department, my part, meaning obviously that the entire organization influences the salespeople. How do I cause the company to support the salespeople that went through a certain process and now they became connection consultants. Well, first of all, they are our face to the public. How do I support them? If we are backed up by researchers that the main thing today is to sell uplifted spirits, closeness, etc., and this is the feedback that 
the potential clients give us. So of course, after we go all the after we go through all the stages of education with the salespeople for several months, and usually these are well-developed people, and they know that from now on, what we need to sell is our attitude, well-being joy, connection, and not the product. The product is a byproduct. So our entire organization that makes these things needs to understand that this is actually the approach. That is forced by the development of mankind, whoever jumps on this card first wins, or at least survives. There are no big earnings like before, that everyone has surplus over surplus. But it is clear to us and the trend that everything is in decline, that there are more and more unemployed people, uh, bankruptcy, etc., etc. Only this way can we survive and even rise even rise, those that won't jump on this idea, of course they will reach bankruptcy, and their clients will come to us, so from a small percent will grow and continue to exist. If the approach is real, true, we're not talking about big percents, but we're talking about success in the public. And this gives an experience that fills all the new desires that are now starting to emerge in people. So we need to end our times up again. Thank you very much, Dr. Lightman. Thank you, Nitsa Mazoz. Thank you for being with us. Till next time, we wish you all the best. Michael Leitman, on Quora, is there a difference in the sensation of an anti-Semite from the Middle Ages and today? Yes, there is. In the Middle Ages, people felt a much deeper dependence on the Jews than people today. Today, we have medicine, chemistry, technology and other means by which we can use nature to our benefit. Humanity has accumulated much more knowledge and many more people today engage in fields that Jews more typically occupied in the past. However, the fact that Jews no longer uniquely hold certain positions and engagements in society does not lessen anti-Semitism in our times. On the contrary, anti-Semitism is rising and taking on a new evolutionary form. The hatred of Jews in our era is not due to Jews' disproportionate success in fields such as science technology and medicine. It is rather due to a certain kind of force that the Jews possess, a hidden force that is rooted in what made Jews a united people in their establishment, a force capable of uniting humanity above all differences and divisions. Before all the rationalizations of Jew hatred in our world today, there is a deeper feeling of hatred toward the Jews that anti-Semites themselves often cannot understand at its core that as the Jewish people once united and became a conduit for the positive force of connection dwelling in nature to spread and cover human society, likewise today, the more people feel increasing troubles and dissatisfaction in their lives, the more they feel that Jews are somehow behind their problems. Anti-Semitism today thus becomes sharper, subtler, more threatening and more global. If the Jewish people unite above their differences like they did when they first became the people of Israel, they become a conduit for the positive force dwelling in nature to spread and heal the world of its problems. Therefore, anti-Semitism can be uprooted if we Jews start functioning according to what made us, Jews to begin with, to start uniting above our differences, and by doing so, unclog a certain inner pipeline to human consciousness to let the positive force of nature enter the world, and to let unity cover the growing differences and divisions in human society. Based on the video Antisemites in the Middle Ages versus Antisemites today, is there a difference? With Kabbalist Dr. Michael Leitman. Written, edited by students of Kabbalist Dr. Michael Leitman.